When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Forgive Me Season 3, Episode 7, To Be a Feral Cat Feeder. The first meal of the day comes with the rising sun and is always, without fail, the best one. A fresh can of tuna fish in oil, ceremonially dumped onto a paper plate that I'm able to enjoy all by myself. Yes, of course there are sometimes other lost souls waiting in the wings, hoping to fight over whatever scraps I leave them, but the intention behind the woman who leaves the can is clear. She's fostered an undying love and devotion for me. Going on three years now. Good morning, Sebastian. How are you doing this fine day, beautiful? And who could blame her? I am, as you could probably guess from the dulcet sound of my voice, magnificent. Such a hungry baby boy, aren't you? I bet you just love me bringing you your favorite breakfast. You know, this is the good stuff. You really aren't a cheap date, did you know that? (laughs) But I guess that's all right, so long as we get to keep each other company. Hey, that really hurts. Someone's feeling spicy this morning. Maybe tomorrow I'll just have to bring you kibble. You'd hate that, huh? Maybe then you'd finally learn your lesson and stop swatting at me so much. Oh, calm down. I'm only kidding. You know I'd never do that to you, my shiny golden baby bum kiss. Now, I know we've talked about this before, but I really wish you'd consider giving moving in with me a shot. Hell, we even had a dry run last summer. And it went... Pretty well, all things considered. Although, I'm sure we'd rather both forget the broken Hummel incident. Well, the Shattered Family heirloom aside, it must be more comfortable than wherever you go off to, tomcatting around all night. I've got catnip, I've got warm laundry for you to make your delicious little biscuits in, and I've even got a giant cat tree for you to climb. Lyle, my last cat, he just loved that thing. He'd spend all day curled up in a ball at the very top, just basking in the sun. I'll bet in time you could learn to love it, too. We might even have a chance to form a real bond, you know. 
I'm not saying you'll be a replacement, Lyle. I don't expect you to sleep in my bed every night or comfort me when I'm sad. I understand that you are your own cat and I don't expect you to change to meet me in the middle of my own expectations. There have been a lot of Lyles in my life, frankly. A lot of Sebastians too. And I've loved each and every single one of them for all of their little idiosyncrasies. And I'm positive that I'd love yours better than any shed or bush or other strays you find yourself cozying up to ever would. I'm just saying, maybe think about it. You know, a thank you might be nice, Sebastian. And just like that, he's gone again, off into the wind, on some wild and crazy adventure that I'll never understand. The second meal of the day comes after a few hours of aimless wandering about town, and is a bit harder to come by. Crossing a four-lane highway is certainly something my siblings, Percy and Penny, would never be caught dead trying. But me? I like to live my life on the edge. Something that Gail just doesn't understand. I mean, I do appreciate what she does for me. The consistency of our visits, truly. Lord knows there was a time before we met when breakfast wasn't always such a sure thing. I was smaller then, being the runt of the litter and a lot less road-worn. So I couldn't always hold my own in neighbourhood scuffles if you catch my drift. A time I'll carry with me forever, with more than one scar. So, going to sleep every day knowing that I won't be waking up hungry and scared? It's a godsend. And one I wouldn't experience if we hadn't developed our wary truce. Who knows? Maybe I should seriously consider her offer. Like she said, we've had a dry run. And whilst I hated some parts, the eerie silence after she went to bed that kept me forever on the edge of sleep, anxiously awaiting a predator that never came, or the musk of her perfume that just barely covered up the smell of her deceased previous companion, who still claimed this foreign territory he hadn't inhabited in years. There's no arguing that it had its perks. I may love my routine, making my way across town from one lonely, socially maladjusted misfit to the next. But an overstuffed couch cushion beats the cramped confines of somebody's termite-infested porch ten times out of ten. But what would I have if I were to retire? Three square meals and a place to rest my head? Sure. But also a dearth of adventure. My life would be that of a groundhog caught in the never-ending cycle of seeking out its own shadow, only to retire when the sun has failed them yet again. I would never begrudge my fellow feline brothers and sisters for seeking out a life of comfort, but I am willing to sacrifice a soft bed for the thrill of the open road. And so, when the time for meal number two comes, I cross the street. Thank you.
Hi, yeah, can I get a bro? I can't believe it's not beef, bro. Uh, two little brother meals, and then also a thing of onion wings. I, like, I don't understand that. Onion. <laughs> <laughs> no way, dude. Look who's back. I swear, this little guy knows our schedule. Yeah, I asked Randy the other day if he's ever seen him, and he had no clue what I was talking about. Did you save one for him? I would have, but Jericho was breathing down my neck about throwing everything away. (laughs) Who do you think I am? Of course I saved one for him. I couldn't let my favorite little pussy down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You like that, huh? Are we even sure he should be having this thing? What do you mean? It's fish. Cats love to eat fish. Yeah, but it's fried fish. Isn't that, like, too much for their little tummies to handle? I don't think he'd be coming back this often if he didn't love it. Seriously, and I don't see you bringing anything better for him, dumbass. I'm just saying, I hope we're not making him shit his brains out immediately after we go inside. <laughs> that's that's fair. I just about throw up any time I have to make one, let alone consider eating it. Ugh, dude, are you seriously touching that thing? You've got no clue where it's been. It could have fleas or something. Not any more than your mom does. Very funny. I, I gotta be honest. I love this little dude just as much as the next guy, but I'm with Chet on this one. My relationship to this guy is, it's one where we admire each other from afar, and I think it suits us both just fine. (sighs) Whatever works for you two dummies, me and this little guy have a bond that can't be broken. You keep telling yourself that, man. Cats, they're not loyal to anybody. All you are is his food delivery guy. And if you were smart, you wouldn't forget that. I don't know, man. I I can't trust someone that trusts so easily, you know? Like, I've met your dog. She's sweet and all, but if somebody was breaking into your house to steal your Xbox, she'd run right up to him and start licking their face. Yeah, dude. With a cat, you gotta earn their loyalty. But once you have, it's unbreakable. People who say cats aren't friendly just either haven't met the right cat or are too big of an asshole to be worthy of their love. Cats are brutal. They take what they need from you, and as soon as they're done, they move on. Nah, man. It's not like that. And I'll show you. Someday, this guy, he'll be mine. I wouldn't hold my breath if I were you. Isn't your sister allergic to just about everything with fur? Ugh, yes. It's the bane of my existence that the only pets we've ever had are lizards. You just can't cuddle a beardy the same way you can a cat or a dog. You feel me? No, you definitely can't. (sighs) But she graduates next year, and as soon as she does, as long as this little guy is still coming around, he's mine. Would you assholes get back in here? We've got a bus. Oh, man. Come on. Travis, you coming? Yeah, just give me one more second. He'll be back the next time we're here, dude. And the time after that. He always is. Hmm. The boy with the pizza face wasn't entirely wrong. The danger that comes from meal two doesn't only come from my trip across the street, harrowing though it may be. Eating such decadent and fatty fried foods is hell for my gastrointestinal tract. But alas, I'm a fool for love. So, when I can, I make the trip. Diarrhea be damned. And that other boy? 
The one with the kind eyes who was respectful enough to show his love for me from a distance? He was right. Even though it would be far smarter for the longevity of my young life to abandon this part of my routine, I'll be back. I'm too addicted to the stuff not to. After all of that commotion, I find it's best to take some time to myself to rest. But I, unfortunately, must make a pit stop on my way to one of my many places of calm, rural comfort. For that fish bro does indeed make a run through my guts like nobody's business. I do make it a point to hold it just long enough so I can make it to my nemesis Clara's home. A local musician with a fierce disdain for all those of the feline persuasion. She's called animal control on more than a few of my beloved cousins. And so, I relish in the way Travis's fish bro wreaks havoc on her petunias. How miserable she would be if she knew that one of my favourite sleeping places was underneath her shed. But again, I like to live dangerously. And as they say, one must keep their friends close and their enemies closer. The near constant threat of capture of the kind of one-way trip that ends without that infinite sleep would cause others to pause. But I take far too much enjoyment in witnessing her infinite frustration at finding my little gifts. <laughs> Besides, it's quite cosy down here once you get past the overwhelming smell of old lawn clippings and gasoline. But even my seemingly endless bravery has its limits. So the time for me to be on my way comes sooner rather than later. Because as soon as she's home from wherever it is she spends her days away from my final destination, she's a woman on a mission. And that mission is ridding her yard of whatever wildlife keeps ruining her award-winning petunias. And, I hate to say it, she isn't above killing. Aside from her passion for the handbells, Clara comes from a long line of Irish wolfhound lovers. Her prized Gus is a five-year-old show dog who stands almost as tall as his owner herself. And one of his greatest talents comes from sniffing out my gifts and, in turn, me. So, feeling rested from both my cool and cramped nap under Clara's lawn care equipment and the gift I left in her flower bed, and terrified of my impending death in her hound's jowls, I make my final trek of the day towards meal number three. This is worse than revelations. Somebody pooped in my petunias. Sebastian, more like Sebastard son of the devil. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How many days has it been since your last confession? Three weeks. And what is it that brings you in today? <sighs> Gail. Gail? What about her? It's just... I think she loves Sebastian more than me. And I don't know what to do about it. Of course. 
It's a very difficult feeling, realizing that we don't necessarily hold the same place in someone else's heart that they hold in ours. But unfortunately, it's also one that we can't always control. I mean, that's not entirely true. Oh? I could have him taken care of. Now, let's take a step back for a minute and try to unpack what you just said. It's one thing to have untoward thoughts about the objects of an ex-lover's affection, but it's another thing entirely to resort to violence against your fellow man. (laughs) Fellow man? Father, Sebastian isn't a man. He isn't a person at all. Okay. He's a cat. Oh. (laughs) Okay. I see where you lost me there. But, while I may be more of a dogman myself, I still hesitate to condone violence against creatures of any kind. You're still mistaken, Father. When I said I could have Sebastian taken care of, I I just meant that I could have him trapped and brought to the local shelter, where he'll be fed and housed until a nice young family from the area adopts him. But if Gail loves Sebastian so much, why would you want to take him away from her? Don't you think that might be a cruel thing to do to someone you love? Not if it pries her away from his tiny, clawed grasp. You know in the last three years that we've been dating, and she's been out there feeding him, we haven't been able to go on a single vacation? I haven't been able to introduce her to my sister down in Ithaca, and she wasn't even happy when I got us an all-expense-paid trip to Sandals, Jamaica. All she could do was ask, but what about Sebastian? As if a feral cat doesn't have 13 other people feeding him every day of his miserable little life. And look, I get how hard it is for some folks to take time off. Heck, I run a diner, so I'm used to working seven days a week, 365 days a year. But refusing to give yourself a break because of your bond with a wild animal? It seems a little nuts to me. It's okay for you to feel that way, but I sure hope that isn't how you phrased it to her. Of course not. I may be frustrated, but I'm not an idiot. I understand that sometimes it can be hard to love every single quirk that make up our loved ones. But if we want to keep them in our lives and appreciate them, we have to learn to accept those quirks, even if we don't understand them. That being said, have you spoken with Gail about how this is affecting you? Maybe if you tried meeting her halfway and offered to find someone to feed the cat while the two of you go away, she'd be more amenable to- Did you hear that? Hear what? He's here. (laughs) I think we might be letting our imaginations wander a bit, maybe? I promise you, there isn't a cat in St. Patrick's. If there was, I'd certainly know. But how can you be so sure? Those doors were wide open when I got here. Well, yes, our air conditioner's been a bit on the fritz, and if we don't let in a cross breeze, it can get a bit musty in here. But even so, I'm out here all day. I'd have seen the little bugger slip in. No, uh, I'm sorry, Father, but that isn't good enough for me. If he's here listening, then he knows too much. And I have to get back to Gale before he rats me out. Okay, then. Just try and remember what I said, huh? And if at all possible, see if you can find a common ground with this cat that is so clearly important to Gale. If not to get yourselves on vacation, then at least to bring yourself closer to her. Yeah, 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 whatever you say. But I've got to go. What a wonderful bit of serendipity. I must admit this last stop always includes a bit of eavesdropping from the rafters. But rarely, if ever, am I treated to a confession so deliciously related to my own nine lives. There's something juicy about hearing what someone thinks about you when they don't know you're listening. One might even call it downright illuminating. Now, some cats in my position, if they just heard what I did, might surrender to fear and move on from their sure thing. 
They might say that I've spent all this time worrying about cloying Clara sending me to the town's only shelter, which is decidedly not of the no-kill variety, when egotistical Pat was right there spouting off the same threat. But Pat? He's all piss, no vinegar, if you catch my drift. Just as there have been other Lyles and Sebastians in Gale's lonely life, there have been other Pats. And there will be more still. And I, my friend, will outlast them all. Do you know why? Because while I am a ferociously feral and idiosyncratically independent feline, I am also one of the most cunning charmers you'll ever come across in your life. I may paddle my own canoe, as it were, but I know how to bring friends along for the ride. No matter how hard and impenetrable their exterior may seem to be, just look at my final feeder of the day for further proof. <laughs> Back again, are you? Ow! A more superstitious man might look at your regular arrival as an omen. Black cats are supposed to signify death, aren't they? Uh, but I am not a superstitious man. No, I've spat in Death's face two times now and come out on top twice again. Hell, I begged that silly old lord I no longer believe in to rid me of my boredom, with no such luck. So I'll treat you as you really are, a hungry critter looking for his next meal. <laughs> Same as me. <coughs> come your ass down. You'll get what you came for. But allow an old man his pontification, won't you? I don't have half as many interesting sounding boards as you. You understand the value of silence when a man is unburdening himself. You get that not every little thing said warrants a response. And that, I've learned, is sometimes a true marker of a good companion. Not empathy, but silence. Allowing someone to vent their frustrations simply because it feels good, not because they need to. Oh, even can be fixed. All right, all right, fine. You've heard enough out of me. Just don't tell anybody you got this from me, capiche? I haven't got enough of this for all your little friends. I'm not looking to adopt you all. You and me, we've got an understanding, but the second the rest of these vultures start showing up begging, that ends. Okay, pal, you know the deal. It's time for you to hide under the porch so Benny Boy doesn't catch you. I think you and I are both a bit too fond of our spare moments together to let him come in and try to invite night you into a life of domesticity. There you are. You hungry? Not for whatever you're offering. Suit yourself. Do I smell cat food? <laughs> Are you having a stroke, Benny boy? Maybe I'm crazy, but I swear I smell fish. No cats at St. Patrick's, that's for sure. Sure. 
There may not be cat food, but I certainly know that was a cigarette you just threw out. Far be it for me to tell you how to live your life, So don't. Uh, I can't win. <laughs> no, you can't. And thus returns the night. As all of my myriad feeders crawl into their disparate beds, each and every one of them considering what their lives would be like, how much more enriched they'd be if I'd just choose them, if I'd follow them inside, curl up at their feet and show them what it means to be a companion. <laughs> but dear reader, how could one expect me to make a decision like that? What is life truly worth if we stick to one lane and remove all our other options? No. The meals I seek tomorrow may not be guaranteed. They may not come from the same kindly feeders or even come at all for that matter. I could be lost to them all from any number of the dangers that the outside world poses to my kind. But each and every one of them will include its own sense of adventure. And would I really still be myself if I chose to finally retire and gave all that up? I certainly don't think so. Which is why, right now, I plan to find a cosy place to catch a few hours sleep. Until it's time to start all over again. is a Rogue Dialogue production. This episode was written and directed by Bob Ramunda and Jack Marone. Here's our cast in order of appearance. Kareem Cronfley, Sebastian, Emma Scherzarko, Gail, Bob Raymunda, drive-through worker, Adam Raymunda, Burger Bros customer, Ian DePriest, Travis, Jordan Kalina, Chet, Sawyer Green, Mitchell, Casey Callahan, Father Ben, Graham Rowett, Pat, and Josh Rubino, Father Clem. Script editing by Jordan Stillman. Dialogue editing by Bob Ramunda. Sound design, score, and mixing by me, Adam Raymunda. All of the graphic design comes from Sam Twardy. Season three of Forgive Me would not have been the same without our executive producer, Curtis Debrell Jr. Find out what we're up to by following at Forgive Me Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This season, we've got a 13-episode Patreon-exclusive series called Confessions with Clem. Our patrons will get a glance into the secrets of the St. Patrick's community with everyone's favorite witty, nihilistic priest. In next week's episode, we hear Travis come into the confessional to see what the fuss is all about. Are you saying you can't help me? Can't? I never said that now. 
You just better strap in, because Benji and I are on two completely separate planets when it comes to giving advice. Okay. <laughs> now, come on then, out with it. What's eating away so bad at your insides that you'd cross a holy threshold and prostrate yourself at the feet of this humble German priest? It's just... There's this girl I really like. To get access to this Patreon-exclusive series as well as an ad-free version of our feed, become a supporting parishioner over at patreon.com slash roguedialogue. That's patreon.com slash roguedialogue. Are you enjoying season three? If so, follow us on your favorite podcast player. If you really enjoy it, rate and review the show on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts. That's it for now. We'll see you back here in two weeks for episode eight. Bye. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. I'm Carlotta Botox, actress, thinktress, and influenceress, and I'm spilling all the tea on Hollywood. <sighs> Name? Carlotta Botox. B-O-T-O-X. Spell the first name. It's actually Botox. B-E-A-U-T-O-X. <sighs> of course it is. First name? Botox is actually my last name. My first name... Okay there, who's on first? I know it's your last name. Now I want you to spell your first name. Oh, Carlotta. It's C-A-R, as in the automobile. <sighs> L-O-T-T-A, like a lot of talent. Uh, wow. Just, wow. There's also an umlaut. The f*** umlaut? It's two dots and it goes over the... Okay, Carlotta, two dots. Just take a seat over there, we'll call you when we're ready. Meanwhile, we'll gird our loins. Check out the Carlotta Botox Chronicles, available now on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher.